what is up and what is down people of earth and welcome to season two of Papa production it is your one the only Papa here coming at you with what is real i'm so excited to be finally back and there has been so much missed these past couple of months and the short end of 2021 that we just cannot let slip away any further Coming to you this season two is going to be a whole brand new ball game. I'm introducing to you guys for the very first time a brand new segment called Mini Discussions. Let's just say it's an opening conversation before we head into the main hot topic. You guys are going to like it. Also coming new to this season, of course, we're going to have the brand new hot topics and the brand new trending todays. And also starting new this season, we are going to be introducing some special guests to the show, which I am incredibly excited for. So without further ado, let's kick off season two, episode one of Papa Production, which starts now. Okay, guys, so before we move any further, I have to give a quick rundown of what's new happening to the show, which is just that pop-up question has been moved to the end of the show right after our training today instead of it being in the beginning of the show to make room of what's coming new. Speaking of which, have you ever given an artist a second chance at their music? Or is there a reason why season three of Euphoria is coming in 2024? Well, that's all coming up in our brand new segment called Mini Discussions, while our main hot topic for today is the Will Smith Smackathon Showdown at the Oscars, which everyone is talking about right now, and I can't wait to join it on the conversation. So without further ado, let's get things started. Okay, guys, so it's time to kick off our very first mini discussion of the season. And that is starting off with simply, have you ever given an artist a second chance at their music? Now, the reason why I'm asking this question is because while I was on the break from the show, I have had the incredible time to sit down and take a listen at a bunch of new artists, a bunch of different people, um, and some old people who have been in the game for quite some time now. And honestly, there's two people that came to mind that I honestly could not have stopped listening to while I was on the break. And these two people might shock you because one person I held a grudge over because I thought she was like the main source problem of why one of my favorite girl groups that got split up and then the second person I did a review on last season and I wasn't too much of a fan of her debut album now I am talking about Olivia Rodrigo and the second person is drumroll Camille Cabello now do not hate me do not hate me on this one but I was a hardcore hater jealousy fan of Camila Cabello because of the fact that she decided that out of nowhere she wanted after two albums after two albums of being with Fifth Harmony she decided that it was time for her to go on a solo career and they weren't even a girl group for that long first of all like they weren't even a girl group for that long and she just decides to just up and just start her own solo career which then 
I'm assuming their contract allowed them to like, make, I don't know. I'm assuming their contract allowed them to have like one more album. Like they were under one more album before they could like, you know, go their separate ways. And their album was okay. I mean, I have like two favorite songs, maybe three favorite songs from their latest and last album. And then that's it. And then they all just went on their separate ways. And I tried to follow all of them the best way that I could. But two of them, two of them out of the four have just completely fallen off of the music wagon. And the other two have been trying their hardest to make it into the solo industry. And that is Normani and Lauren Haregi. Now, Lauren Haregi, I have been following more than Normani because in the beginning, I was following Normani. And honestly, in the beginning, I was following all of them except for Ali. Now, I kind of knew that Ali wasn't really into music that much when I was following her because she wasn't really, she wasn't really not keeping up in the game, but like she wasn't really like, you know, out there on her socials talking about music that much. So there wasn't, she didn't really give me much to follow is what I'm trying to say. Unlike the other three girls, like with Normani, I mean, all eyes went directly towards Normani once the group split up, but completely forgot about the other three girls. Now, Lauren Haregi is the second person from Fifth Harmony to release an album since the group has split up. Now, Camila Cabello has two albums out, and Lauren Haregi now officially has her own little EP slash album out with seven songs on there. And honestly, like I said last season, if anyone remembers that we were going to be doing a little review on Lauren Haregi, well, this is it, basically. <laughs> um, Lauren Haregi has released her debut um, album called Perlude, and it features seven songs on it. It has an intro. I think the first song is called Color. Then the second song is called Shattered. Um, the third song, On Guard. Fourth song is Falling, Sorry, and the other song and then there's like a couple then there's like two other songs that i don't quite remember off the top of my head but it's it's an amazing album and she's finally reached over a million listeners monthly miss she's finally reached over a million monthly listeners on spotify and has over a million subscribers on youtube finally so laura haragi has been keeping up in the game with her solo career and I have been following her like crazy on her journey. She has been in the studio like crazy with um Timberland and a couple other famous producers who have worked with like Usher and Beyonce and so forth and somewhat. And another person who I also been following from the group is Diana Jane. Now I recently stopped following her because her last single I think was released in 2018, which was um Miss the Spot. I almost forgot it, but it's called Miss the Spot. And it's an it's an actual, it's a really good single. It's a really good RB little single. But she hasn't been really, you know, talking about producing any more music. She hasn't really been focusing on music that much, unlike Normani and Lauren Haregi. Now, I have a little problem with Normani because of the fact that I feel like this is an, we here we have an amazing queen who is stuck with her label right now because of the fact that and it's not her fault. They are holding her talent back. And I say that with full passion because of the fact that 
Queen keeps releasing music every like three years or so. I mean, it's been eight months since um, Wild Side has came out and we finally have a new single called Fair. And oh my God, it's the most beautiful song ever and so accurate and so relatable and so many levels, which is what we need. And this is what we have been expecting from Normani to deliver. But the only problem that I have with her is why is there no album? Why do we keep receiving more and more songs from her that are singles than a whole album itself? Like with Lauren Haragi, yeah, she released, let's say, she released like two singles before she released her full project album. And she calls it her project album and not like an album. She calls it her project. So she released like two songs before the project. Now, when I was following her during season one, she released a couple of songs, actually. She released More Than That, which came out in 2019. And then I think right after that, she released 50 Feet. And then she released Lento, which also became number one in the Brazil in the Brazil iTunes chart. So Lauren Haregi has had a, quite some number one success, but not in America, in other foreign countries like Brazil. And like all top all ten of Lauren Haregi's songs before the Perude album has made it in the top ten on the Brazil iTunes chart, which is a huge success for Lauren. But with Normani. Okay, yeah, she keeps getting these little gigs with the VMAs, and I think that's literally the only other time she's performed. Literally, yeah, okay, it's cute. She gets these performances at the VMAs, but these this is not helping her career at all. She is not producing any other music that's not a feature from somebody else's song, or she's not releasing an album which is so stressful to watch because here we have this beautiful queen who has an amazing singing voice and her singing improves every song that she releases but we don't get to we don't get to see we don't get to hear the full package of normani with an album we just keep getting like a two to three minute song and then three to one one to three years later here she comes out with another song or a featured part with somebody else. And honest to God, I could actually list about like five songs that she has by herself that hasn't been a feature with somebody else's project. And those songs are Wave featuring Six Black, Motivation, Fair, um, Checklist. There's another song um, and that's about it. Oh, and Wild Side. Yeah, I almost forgot about Wild Side, or the newest one. So that's about like, like what, six or five, maybe five or six songs that she has on her own, but we still have no album, which is a problem for me, which is why I had this grudge against Camilo because of the fact that like, you broke off this amazing group. Now, I understand it was for good reasons and it was for a lot of toxic reasons that like were within that was within the group because while they were on the X Factor, you could totally see that their confidence was being torn down because all of the fame and spotlight was going towards Camilo because at the time Camilo was the only one that really had a decent singing voice who could sing on key, who got the less critiques, who got the more worship and praises from the judges. And it was a toll on the rest of the other three girls. 
the other four girls, I, I, I should say. And you could see that, you could see that on TV, and then you can tell behind the scenes once they became more famous in the spotlight in the in music industry, and they got more recognition, they got more radio play, and they grew two albums. And their last album was the album that made them flop. And so, um, with that being said, I held a grudge over Camilo. But the one song that brought me to Camilo and to actually like make me want to sit down and listen to her, her both her albums actually was Shameless. Now, I don't quite remember how I came across Shameless, but it was something about this song that just like grabbed a hold of me and I was just like, wait a minute, this is Camilo? I have to take a second look at this chick. And so believe it or not, I haven't listened to a single song from Camilo by myself other than the radio since this past January. And Camilo has been in the game for quite some time now. And I think her very first album actually got released in 2018. Now, I would say that my favorite album from her is her second one, her romance album. And my top two favorite songs from her is First Man and Shameless, with the exception of Liar. Now, I like My Oh My, but if the baby was, wasn't in the song, I would like it even more. It would probably be my top three. But since he's in it, I have to excuse that song. Now, moving on to Olivia. Now, funny little thing about Olivia. So one time, my sister was watching like this show on HBO. I think it was like Gossip Girls, like the re renewed version of Gossip Girls on HBO. And they were playing an Olivia song. And I think it was Deja Vu. I think it was Traitor or Deja Vu, one of those two songs. And I was in the background minding my business and I heard the song and I'm like, this really sounds good for Olivia. So I'm like, you know what? Why don't I sit down and re-listen to the song over again? Now, prior to filming this episode, now, I actually was, a long time ago, I was going to start season two a very long time ago, so I'm really late with starting season two, but at the time, before starting season two, I hated Good For You. Now, after I listened to the complete full album from start to finish, and from finish to start, I grew to like every song on that album and I grew to like Olivia as a person even more and actually my favorite songs are from that album is Deja Vu and Brutal now I love those two songs the most because with Deja Vu I think Deja Vu was the number one song that I listened to the most off of that album when I gave her a second look but for the most part in the beginning, I hated Good For You, and only because of the fact that of TikTok. Now, I am one of those rare people that you'll come across who doesn't have TikTok on their phone, who absolutely despises TikTok. I think TikTok wastes too much of my time and people's time, but I mean, I get my funny videos from YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and sometimes Snapchat, but mostly Instagram and YouTube. Like, I could literally spend 15 minutes with a timer on TikTok and get off before the timer is even up, like within like five minutes or 10 minutes of being on TikTok. And that's how much I spend on TikTok. But with this, Oli with, with this Olivia song, though, 
it was this one particular song, either Deja Vu or Traitor, that was playing in the background that led me to give Olivia a second try at her music and with Good For You. And I say this with every song that becomes overly popular on the radio with TikTok, because of TikTok, I should say. And I think because if it wasn't for TikTok, I think I would like Good For You at that time. Now, the more that I listened to her Sour album, the more that I grew to like, or I should say this, the more I catched myself singing Good For You. And the more that I caught myself singing Good For You, the more I grew to like it. And the more that I grew to like it, I officially like the complete full 11 track album. And I couldn't be even more prouder of Olivia. Now, my opinion still stays the same with the whole meaning and background about the album with like the whole been there done that taylor swift kind of red phase but i absolutely love her voice and i am actually cheering for her at the grammys because her grammy her grammy her album sour has been nominated for a grammy and you guys know that we will be definitely doing a grammy overlook We'll be doing a Grammy review pretty soon, whenever the Grammys will be airing, which I think is the 31st of this month. Because actually, real quickly, off topic, the Grammys was supposed to air in January, and I was going to do a review on the Grammys in January for either the first episode of season two or one of the episodes of season two. But the Grammys got pushed back because the COVID was getting a little bit more out of hand at that time. But the Grammys should be airing sometime the end of March and we will definitely be doing a review on that. But I wanna know on the Papa Production Media page, have you guys ever given an artist a second look at their music and why? And what song was it? Now, before I close out with this mini discussion, the two songs that I like from Olivia is Brutal and Deja Vu, and with the with the additional of Hope You're Okay. There's just something about that song with the with just straight up the bass of the guitar and the you know the harmonization is just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And you know what? Camilo and Olivia are definitely one of my two favorite artists now in the game, but Ariana Grande will forever remain at number one on my top Spotify list and for will ever remain the top artist in my book. But with that being said, it's time to move over to the second mini discussion of today, which is season three of Euphoria being aired in 2024. Now, I do have pulled up a couple of little resources of um of season three now there i didn't find anything where it said there was a reason why it was being held 2024 it just says that it's going to be aired either the late end of 2023 or the early of 2024 which is kind of stupid but before we move any further i would just like to add it it is mind-blowing to me to see how many people actually have tuned in to watch season two compared to season one when season one was aired in 2019 and then it took that huge two-year break and then season two came out and everybody started watching it it's like everybody was like wait don't spoil it i'm catching up i'm on season one for me 
I used to be a person who cared for spoilers. Like, you cannot be around me and spoil a movie or a TV show. But now, I really don't care about spoilers. And I'm that type of person that will be like, either you catch up or... I'm at this point where I'm just going to start talking about it because I, I have to get it off my chest. And so I have to get this off of my chest because the fact that Euphoria has been out for two years and people are now deciding to watch it now that it's getting a lot of publicity and like people are starting to talk about it, it kind of bugs me a little bit because you had two years to catch up on this. And now that it's popular and now that Zendaya is getting all of this, you know, spotlight attention, now you want to catch up and watch it. And now you want to put me on hush mode from keeping myself from talking about it, which is ridiculous because you should have been watched it. You should have been caught up. You had two years to do this. And now it's a little bit too late. But there really isn't any explanation as to why they are airing it in um 2024 or the late of 2023 but um it's they said that it's supposed to be just a continuous of some unanswered questions that which i'm sure we all have a lot of unanswered questions when it comes to euphoria especially with season two like how about the fact that zendaya owes owes the drug dealer her money and she even told Zendaya that she could sell her body as for as prostitution to pay her back for the money that she used for just her self-pleasure of drugs or what about the fact that on TikTok it says that Ashtray Ashtray or whatever his real actor name is he doesn't he doesn't really confirm that he got shot at the end of season two now I should have said this before I started talking about Euphoria. If you have not caught up yet, which is extremely, extremely sad, this is a mini spoiler. So just beware. Um, I know it's kind of too late to put out the spoiler, but just beware that I will be spoiling some stuff in here by accident and a little bit on purpose. So the whole ashtray thing, that was by accident. I forgot to put out the spoiler, but still though. He says that he, we don't know if he's really dead or not. Or what about the whole, um, I want some answers on who thought it was okay to give Cassie a little slap on the cheek and then a little head shove to the wall and call that a fight. And then they show her with jacked up hair and a busted up lip. Like, are you serious? That's the fight that we've been waiting for? No. Get back on the acting, get back on the screen and act me a fight because that's actually ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Seriously. All she got was a little slap on the cheek, which my mother could slap harder than that. And then she got pushed into a wall. Like, really? And then I think the only character that I do not like the most is Kat because she literally had a genuine nice boyfriend who treated her well, who loved her unconditionally, who treated her like a queen, and she literally lied on trying to dump him because he was too nice to him. And she literally says it like, I don't like him because he's too good to me. What? Are you stupid? Do you want a do you want a Cassie, Maddie, Nate kind of relationship? Like, come on now. But that's pretty much all that I have for Euphoria. I really can't give a good explanation as to why they are airing it in 2024. They really don't give a good real they don't really give a good reason why it's being aired in 2024. They just said to expect some stuff from last season, which will which there will be eight episodes. It'll probably be continuous of unanswered questions. And there isn't gonna be a trailer yet. So just stick 
just stay tuned and stick around for more. But that being it, that was our very first mini discussion of season two of Papa Production. You can be sure to check out all the mini discussions coming your way this season two right here only on Papa Production. Now, without further being said, let's kick off our very first main hot topic, the Will Smith Smackathon Showdown at the Oscars starting right now. Okay, guys, so it's time to finally talk about the slap that has been heard across the world that everyone is talking about, and that is the Will Smith Smackathon, Will Smith MMA fight, whatever you want to call it. I'm calling it Smackathon takedown because, first of all, I mean, you would think that with all the acting movies and throw movies that Will Smith has been in, you would think that the guy could carry a punch. Well, (laughs) I guess I was wrong because, first of all, it wasn't a punch. People were saying it's a punch. It was a slap. It was an open hand slap. And it looked like the slap was a glitch from Wreck-It Ralph, kind of. And that type of slap that Will gave to Chris looks like a warning slap that you would get from your mother to chill it out. Or that's the type of slap that you would see from two street cats fighting in the subway at in New York. So, I mean, his slap was a lame slap, just as lame as the joke was. But the joke was kind of funny. Now, I'm not saying that what Chris did was slightly okay. But in a way, though, I'm alright with it to a certain point because... He's a comedian. So that's where I draw the line at is because he's a comedian, first of all. But can we just give a round of applause for Chris on his professionalism with handling that situation? I mean, honestly, a man gets a grown man gets slapped on national television and was able to continue moving on with the show. I mean, normally, if it was a random other guy, I mean they probably would have been fighting on the stage and the show would have went to blank. They would have had a, they would have had to cut the show off for a second and go to like a five minute commercial. But I mean, the professionalism that Chris showed on that stage, he was willing to just continue on with the show. And he even made the audience laugh even more, which is tremendous. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like brilliant in a way, because you know, a normal black person, and I'm saying this, um, on the black people's side. A normal black guy, especially a black guy's reaction to another black guy slapping them across the face, they're gonna fight. And so it doesn't matter if they're on national television, it doesn't matter if they're in the street and there's like five people watching or there's no strangers. If you walk up to somebody and you slap them and you either don't have a motive or you have a motive to hit them, they're gonna react. And Chris... I mean, we applaud him once again. We applaud Chris for the professionalism. And honestly, you would think that a lot of people would be taking on Will's side. And I'm about to explain his whole side in a minute. But 
You would think that a lot of people would jump to Will's defense. Well, it's kind of half and half, honestly. So a lot of people are on Chris's side and a lot of people are on Will's side. Now, I will tell you though, from what I've observed over the past couple of days on social media, a lot, the majority of people that are on Will's side is the black females. Now, it's no shade to the black community and it's no shade to the black females at all, but most black females are sticking up for Will because they think that he did a good injustice. He did a good justice defending for his wife. Now, I'm all for it. That is great. And a lot of and the majority of the black community thinks that well, mostly the black women, they think that they are have they are bullied to death by us black men. And I don't know if that's really real or not. I mean, I haven't personally witnessed it in my lifespan, but it sounds like it could be a real serious problem and that it's something that needs to be changed. Now, with a celebrity like Jada, who has been around for a while and who has had numerous of secrets behind Will, and the the latest one that is extremely popular still with August Alstina and um you know Jaden Smith's friend R&B singer August Alstina and Jada fooling around and they had that whole table talk and Will became a meme that whole year I mean come on and so I mean, there's a lot of jokes behind Jada fooling around with all these other men behind Will. And so what I don't understand quite really is the fact that here we have a woman who has cheated throughout half of her life. And this isn't to throw shade. This is all facts. Like, we speak facts on this show. Like, I keep it real. I'm telling how it is. And so here we have this woman who has been around a lot <laughs> and we have this poor overworked man trying to please his fans please the movie industry the acting community and whatever with you know constantly working and he wins his first oscars by the way his very first oscars which i personally did not know that he won his that it was his first oscars by the way and i mean we have this woman who's been around. I mean, she was around with Tupac, which I didn't even know about that until I had watched this like Snoop Dogg documentary little video on Facebook. She was messing around with Tupac back in his day, and I was even shocked about that. But I mean, we have this woman, like again, like I keep saying, we have this woman, she's been around for a while, and then we have Will Smith, and then you know, they're in an open relationship. And I would like to add something that one of the ladies from The View said. It was Sunny. She said that these two people have been living in a very public and open life for a while within their marriage. And so she said, she said that when you're very, when your marriage and your relationship is that public and open, and for so long you allow it to be that public and open, you open yourself up to the jokes, to the embarrassments, to the, you know, a little bit of an invasion of privacy. You open yourself up, you open yourself up to a little bit of everything. And she was not wrong. And so, with everything that was going on, 
with Will and Jada at the time with, um, you know, the R&B singer, um, Jaden Smith's, you know, friend, it just, you know, add on a huge toll. And so with Chris Rock making that joke at the Oscars, which was aired on Sunday. So let's give a little background story, guys. All right. So on Sunday, Chris Rock was in the middle of his telecast and Jada, Jada Smith has alpesia, if I'm saying it right. Alpesia, I think I'm saying it right. And so, um, alphapesia. She has, like, alphapesia. I think I'm saying it right. Correct me if I'm wrong. And so, it's a condition where, like, she has trouble with her hair loss. And she's embraced it. I mean, they said on the, like, people have, she's embraced it on her, in her, on her Instagram, on social media. She's had videos of her shaving her hair off, saying that she's going to embrace it, and whatever, all right? And that's good. I mean, it's better to embrace it than to, you know, hide behind it and, you know, build anxiety and whatnot. So she's already dealing with it herself. And then we have Chris Rock, who, and then we have this comedian, Chris Rock, who, you know, whose career is based off of telling jokes. And since, you know, you're a comedian at this boring award show, which nobody even watches, first of all, and it's and it's your time to shine, it's your telecast, he was up there to present the award for Best Documentary to give whoever won the award an Oscar, and he told a joke. He said, Jada, G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. And... A lot of people are saying the crowd didn't laugh at it. It was a lame joke. But I, I feel like people only believe what they want to believe. They only want to hear what they want to hear. They only look for the bad in situations like this. And they only look to pin it on somebody else. And they don't look at the overall picture. The overall picture is here is that Will Smith laughed at that joke. The audience laughed at the joke. Of course, Chris is going to laugh at the joke, but he didn't take it seriously. And he started it off before he even said the joke with, Jada, I love you. I'm just fooling around with you. I'm just trying to have a little fun here, right? It's the Oscars. It's the Hollywood's most boringest night, but apparently it's Hollywood's, it's Hollywood's most biggest night of all. And so, you know, Chris was just fooling around. He didn't mean the joke. So then he carries on. And the cameras flip to Will laughing at the joke and on the side on the right side you see Jada rolling her eyes now she didn't make no fuss about it she was quiet but this is what a lot of people come in with their predictions of what happened with within that five to ten second little camera cut now Will Smith laughed at the joke shortly after Chris said it right we see it on the video and then the camera cuts back to Chris now, we see Will getting up, walking towards Chris, and honest to God, I don't think no one saw it coming because, one, it's national television, and two, it's Will Smith. So, of course, those two those two ideas right there are like, he's not going to do anything serious, he's not going to do anything too serious that will, like, you know, set things off, and within that second, boom, he snaps, and we see a slap across the face. Now, to move on, a lot of people think that their predictions are is that when the camera cuts back to Chris, a lot of people think that Jada whispered something to to Will or Jada said something to Will and that's what set Will off because 
Now, back to what Sunny said with their public and open relationship, you know, marriage. They have a lot of toxic stuff going on between their, you know, their relationship and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's pretty toxic enough going on with all these secret lies and affairs. So, a lot of people think that it's a little bit of toxicness that's going on when Jada, all she had to do was just look at Will and Will something, and then all of a sudden Will just switches his mood, he switches his inner self, and he just snaps, and he's on stage slapping people across the face. Now, another on the other hand, this is where the black female community comes into play saying, oh, he was just defending for his wife. But this is where where I always talk about looking at the picture, all the looking at the full picture. Don't look at half the picture. Will Smith laughed at the joke. He laughed at the joke. Within that three seconds later, the camera switches, flips back to Chris, and now Will is slapping Chris across the face and screaming, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. And you know what? I have the video here. I have the video and I am going to play it. So why don't we just listen to the video and then we'll come back. Now, I will mind you, there is some swearing in the video. I do not know how to bleep it out. So just listen with caution. You got the hardest job tonight. Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win! <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord! Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to. Okay? <laughs> I can oh, Okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. I mean, come on, guys. Are you serious? It wasn't even that serious. For real, for real. I mean, if we're all being honest here, Chris was just saying it just to get the audience, you know warmed up just you know just the light in the mood in the place and honestly will took it to a whole nother level because i mean it's his wife yes i get it defend your wife but there's a time and a place to do it and it's definitely not the oscars and it's definitely not on national television where millions of people are watching you right now especially when you're moments away from winning your very first oscars i mean the odds do not forever play in your favor in this situation it's not the hunger games and it's not going to work and so um later on will ends up winning his you know his role for king richard and this is where i fell flat with 
Will because he tried to justify his strong character role in King Richard as to the reason why he did what he did on stage moments before he got up to accept his Oscar. Now, he said love will make you do crazy things and blah, blah, blah. Will, you can't, you can't stand there with tears dripping down your face and tell me that you honestly love Jada after all the stuff that you guys have been through. And then you can't, you can't stand there and tell me that you are feeling love right now after you just slapped a man on national television. And then what he does, he doesn't even apologize to Chris. He apologizes to the Academy. He he apologizes to his fellow nominees and his co-workers. And he apologizes to the Williams family. And that's great. But what about the person you just slapped across the face? I mean, he wasn't even... He didn't even mean the joke. And that's where people seem to fall flat at here. Is that comedians, they don't mean what they say. I don't even, like... I don't even know a good percentage, but like they don't mean half the stuff that they say. Why? Because they're comedians. What they say is just meant to, you know, say they say what other people are afraid to say or they they just say what other people are thinking, but they choose not to say it because they don't have a high paying salary that, you know, is life or death situation for their career. And I guarantee you, if it was Kevin Hart on that stage or a different comedian, it would have been a different story. But since it's Chris Rock, and Chris Rock doesn't really have that great of a popularity with fans and, you know, in the, you know, the movie industry and the TV industry, you know, I mean, he doesn't really have that great of a popularity. So since it's Chris Rock, I mean, he's an easy target. And I mean, I wasn't never one to find Chris Rock very funny. I never really even, I never actually watched any stand-up shows from Chris Rock. And the only time that I ever really watched Chris Rock shows was Everybody Hates Chris and the Madagascar movies and him paying Morty, right? And so that, that, that being it. Now, with Jada, they, um, later on, they said that Jada has finally broken her silence about whatever, about this whole situation. I have not read on it because it's very recently new, but, um, I'm pretty sure whatever it is, it's, she's probably defending Will and she's probably saying that, you know, this is all ridiculous and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it is ridiculous. And then we have... P. Diddy coming on stage talking about, oh, we're going to solve this like family. We're going to discuss this at the after party. You know, Chris and Will, we're going to get the we're going to get to the bottom of this and blah, blah, blah. And then back to Will's speech, because Will decided and this is what I don't like about some celebrities. I mean, they paint this lovable picture on screen, but then off screen, they mess up and they're just as mean as the devil. And, you know, everyone is so quick to jump to their defense to try to save, to try to, try to save whatever is left of their sanity, right? And so Will, like, Will decides to bring in Denzel Washington into his speech and say, oh, well, Denzel Washington said that your highest moment, that's when the devil will try to get you. Why are you bringing in the devil? Why are you bringing in God into this? Because, you know, and why are you trying to justify your character for what you, for your behavior of what you did in reality? 
no, no, it doesn't make any sense at all. And they flip the camera to um, Serena and Venus, and they're laughing about it, and blah blah blah. And Will says that he's starting to act like Richard Williams, and it's just like, whatever, dude. Seriously, just whatever. And so, um, I mean, it was really most. It was really mostly just a hot mess that exploded and got it escalated really quickly. I mean. Um, Will eventually apologizes to Chris, but like 24 hours later, he apologizes, really. And honestly, like I said, we applaud for Chris's um, professionalism because it wasn't that serious. And you know what? A lot of people are also saying this. A lot of people are saying that because of, because the joke was so lame and so below the belt that if Will never would have got up and slapped Chris across the face, it would have been done and over with. The joke would have been gone within the second. It would have went, it would have went in one ear and out the other, and they would have moved on. The night would have been great. Will would have got won his um, his award, had an amazing speech, went home, went home, had an amazing night. That it. But since you know something happened between that five to ten second flip from the camera. Jada must have looked at Will and said, you need to go up there and handle the business. He went up there. He didn't handle the business, but he went up there and he slapped Chris across the face. And now Will is the number one hot topic right now. And he is trending everywhere. And everyone is more so, you know, trying to sympathize, trying to, you know, throwing out sympathy for Chris. And another thing that has been, you know, posted out on social media is the aftermath of it and how everyone is going to will and comforting will and no one's going over to Chris. Well, even in the video, they don't show Chris in the video, but it's it's just mind blowing and shocking to see how how you could slap somebody across the face and get away with it and then you get all this comfort and emotion and support and love from people and it's like he just committed assault on national television in front of millions of people and you're over here comforting him what is wrong with you and that's another thing that they mentioned on the view of how like everyone's comforting will but no one's comforting chris and then sunny also said like this is what we're teaching our kids because she said that if our kids were to go to school and slap somebody they're gonna get suspended and there might be some disorderly conduct involved and you know the police might be involved you might have to go to court and you know all this stuff you know you know violent no you know violence on school property and whatnot and that's the same thing violence at the academy awards and now they're saying that the academy awards is doing a review i don't even know what is a review just say you're doing an investigation they're doing an investigation to see whether or not if they should take any further consequences towards will's behavior at the oscars and you know what whippy thinks that will should keep his oscar award and i mean I really don't know if it's like up to any of us really to decide whether or not he should keep or have his Oscar taken away. I mean, I never, I'm not no actor, so I really don't know how hard it is to win a freaking Oscar and what the steps are to be nominated for stuff like that. I mean, I didn't even know that you could win an Oscar for a best performance there. 
I saw that Billie Eilish and her brother won an Oscar for Best Performance, and Beyonce was there, and she did a performance. I didn't even know that the Oscars had performances, live singing performances, because, you know, it's not the Grammys. Now, y'all know, y'all love me. Now, you guys know I love me some Grammys. I love me some awards. I love music. Music is what feeds my soul. And so... I didn't know that, you know, Beyonce was performing and she performed one of her songs that was in the King Richard movie and she performed like on a tennis court just as a tennis ball. I mean, it's Beyonce. She looked good at it. She looked good in it. But and then we had Billie Eilish and then people were kind of were frustrated because Billie Eilish went over Beyonce. But that's a whole nother story. But like and a lot of people, they don't even they don't even know what the Oscars is, and they don't even watch the Oscars. So people, I guarantee you now, people are definitely going to start watching the Oscars just in case something else might happen next year's Oscars. Just like everything happens for like the Billboard and the VMAs and um, the Grammys. Now the VMAs, there's always something going on at the VMAs, whether it's a comedian throwing shade or whether it's a rapper. C- confronting another artist and you know what i'm glad i brought up i'm glad i'm glad i'm bringing up this point because tiffany haddish years ago called out fifth harmony when camilla cabello was up for like two nominees at the vmas and she was like oh and for the people watching at home hi fifth harmony and the crowd went nuts and crazy and kevin hart was like okay you've gone too far but you don't you didn't see anybody else you know going on social media going crazy but later on Nicki minaj when she won her award at the vmas she got up and she confronted tiffany haddish and said don't be coming for don't don't come for fifth harmony because normani is that queen right and then later on down the line, we have Nicki Minaj confronting Miley Cyrus because Miley Cyrus did an interview with a reporter and I guess she was throwing a little shade at Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj confronted, you know, Miley Cyrus. And that was that and that was done and over with. But here we have something that is completely out of the ordinary from two different people at a random award, at a random award show and, you know, the odds are just so out of the ordinary, pretty much. And with Will, I don't necessarily think that he's going to be canceled in a way, but I do think that a lot more doors have just opened up for Chris, and we'll be seeing Chris a a lot more, and Will is probably going to have to step down for a while, only because of this. And I understand where a lot of people are coming from with, like, he's just protecting his wife and blah, blah, blah. But you also have to look at the fact that, like, his wife has been around for a while. She's been messing around for a while. He's been messing around for a while. They're in an open relationship, and they have some problems that they need to figure out and deal with and not just, you know, talk about the whole R&B sleeping around friend thing and, you know, all of a sudden I'm defending my wife on national television. No, there's a lot more that needs to go into play before Will starts stepping up to anybody's face and slapping them. Now, um, with that being said, I don't think there's much more to discuss about it. I mean, it's done and over with, and they did say that on the sh- on the view, they said that Chris does not want to press charges, which is good. Um, but I don't even know, <laughs> but with that being said, that is going to conclude our very first 
main hot topic for season two. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in. It has been super, super great so far. I'm super excited to be finally back and up and running with season two of Popper Production. I can tell that this is going to be a very great season and there is lots more to come. So with that being said, thank you guys again and I will see you guys in our trending today and our pop-up question. Alrighty guys, so it is finally time for season two's very first trending of today. And today's trending today is the Will Smith apology. Now, as I stated before earlier in the main hot topic, um, Jada did come out of her silence and I'm not expecting to read anything in here um, saying that, stating that Chris has press charges because like I said earlier, Chris said that he did not want to pursue any more charges. And like I said earlier, I don't think um, Jada said anything about um, wanting an apology from Chris. But who knows? It might be in this story. So let's read on. So it says, Will Smith publicly apologizes to Chris Rock after hitting him at the Oscars. It says, Smith smacked Rock after the comedian made a joke about Jada Pickett Smith during the 2022 Oscar broadcast on Sunday night. It says Will Smith is publicly apologizing to the comedian Chris Rock after hitting him at the Oscar ceremony on Sunday, just before winning an Academy Award for his role in King Richard. Rock had been on stage to present the award for Best Documentary and made fun of Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, by saying, Jada, I love you, G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Um, Pinkett Smith, who has been open about her alphapegia, alphapegia, and her hair loss for years, rolled her eyes at the joke. Smith, however, got on stage, walked towards Chris, and hit him, and hit the comedian in the face, as we said before. He then appeared to yell and, um, the audience at rock while telling him to keep my name keep my wife's name out of your mouth though the incident was bleeped by censors on american television now i have will's uh, apology pulled up here and it appears that he had posted on his instagram which i'm not too fond of because i mean you know we can't really tell if you're being sincere or not or if it's if it's forced or not but after reading that we will be able to tell whether or not it's sincere so let's read on so his apology says violence in all of its forms is poisonous my behavior at last night's academy award was unexcused was unacceptable and inexcusable jokes at my expense are a part of the job but a joke about jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear and i reacted emotionally I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line. I was wrong. I am embarrassed that my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. And then on the second page, he says, I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendants and everyone. So yet again, he's apologizing on social media now to the Academy and to the rest of the nominees and blah, blah, blah. He's apologizing. Okay. He said, um, everyone watching around the world, I would like to apologize to the William family and the King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise um, gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress, sincere will. Now, to move on, um, 
because it's just saying whatever he just said in his apology. Do I think his apology is really sincere? No, I do not. Because I cannot tell whether or not he's being sincere or whether it's being forced. Because like I said, well, as I'm going to say, Will Smith had 24 hours. He had all this time to apologize to Chris. And now that it's been like less than, now now, now that it's been like 48 days, well, 48 hours, I should say, um, he wants to apologize now. And it just seems really inconvenient. It It just seems really like, you know convenient for him to just you know throw out an apology now when he could have done it during his speech and even after the oscars um all these actors were giving their like you know opinion about the whole situation and they all agreed well they all had the same mind that they thought that will could have like you know give an apology towards chris right there and then during his speech that would have been more sincere when he's crying and he's talking about God and he's bringing in Denzel Washington and he's talking about portraying the role of the father in reality life. Like, you could have apologized to Chris right there and then. But I understand people need time to cool off and calm down. But right here it says 40 minutes after the incident on Saturday, Will Smith won his best... Will Smith won the best role for his King Richard part. Now... 40 minutes later, after you slap someone on stage, I think that's plenty enough time to cool down and gather your thoughts and come up with a good, up sincere apology to apologize to someone that you just humiliated and publicly embarrassed in front of millions of people on national television. So let's keep reading. It says, 40 minutes after the incident on Sunday night, Smith won Best Actor for playing Richard Williams in The King Richard, the film about the father of the tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams. In his victory speech, Smith didn't apologize to Rock or reference him specifically. He didn't apologize. He did apologize to the Academy and his fellow nominees. Um... He said art imitates life, just like I was saying in the main Hot Topic, how he tried to portray his role in King Richard to his behavior on stage. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. He said in part, but love will make you do crazy things. Um, on Monday, the Ri- Richard on... By Monday evening, Richard Williams had also spoken out on the incident. We we don't know all the details of what happened, Richard Williams says. I think that they do because Venus and Serena Williams were at the Oscars. They saw it happen. They know plenty of details enough. But it says that they don't know any of the details. Um, but we do not condone violence. We don't condone anyone hitting anybody unless it's self-defense. Now, on that closing... Um, like I said, Jada has finally spoken out, but I don't have too much information on that. Chris is not pressing charges, but the Academy is doing a further review slash investigation. They should just call it an investigation, but they are doing a further review slash investigation on whether or not if they should do any more consequences than what is yet to come. And honestly, I think Will could have done better with the apology than just, you know, put a black put a black page with some white letters on it and say, I apologize to Chris and that's it. And I apologize to the Academy again because he's already apologized to the Academy twice and you're only apologizing to Chris once. Now, 
that that adds on to like you know not being so sincere because you're being more sincere to the academy than you are to being the Chris. Because you didn't slap the academy, you slapped Chris. But hey, I mean, I'm not I'm not an actor, I'm not rich, I'm not a celebrity, so I wouldn't really know what to do on that type of pressure. But with that being said, that is going to conclude our training of today for today's first episode of season two. I want to thank you guys all again for tuning in. And so last but not least, it's time to get into our pop-up question. Okay, guys, last but not least, we have our pop-up question to end out the show. Now, as I stated earlier, pop-up question has been moved to the end of the show to make room for our mini discussion that is going to be held in the beginning of the show for now on throughout the entire of season two. Now, this person has not sent in a question to the show before, but this question is coming from my friend named Bella, my good best friend Bella. Now, before I get to Bella's question, to start it off for season two, if you are new here, welcome. But if you're not, welcome back. Now, if you would like to send in a question to the show, all you gotta do is head over to Popper Production Media. Click the link in my bio and send in your question through there. Now, your question can be about pretty much anything and everything that's under the sun, long as it's appropriate and long as I can answer it to the best of my capability. And speaking of which, this question that she has sent in is a pretty tough one. Now, I do not have her auto recording, but I do have her question. And her question is, what is your opinion on the current injustice in the police system now this is a very tough one to answer to start off the show and the season but as i always do i will answer every question to the best of my ability bella thank you for sending in your question my dear good friend and as i stated before previous before um in last season that um throughout some of the episodes where topics and questions were like this I've stated that the system itself is just completely broken. Like, altogether, it's just broken from top to toe. Um, and, I mean, in order for us, in order for it to get changed, it has to start with us, the people, the community. And, I mean, yeah, what we do with this little protest is not, it's, it's, it's something, but it's not doing any of us a bit of good. It's just causing us more pain, more suffering, and more stress. We need to start taking action. We need to start demanding now. We want change now. I think the system, it's its just, it's, it's, a, it's a trap to trap in specific people within the community, within the U.S. I mean, just earlier, I found out that Obama used to deport immigrants during his presidency, which I'm finding, which I'm still today, still finding a hard time believing that that was true. But I mean, it's how, how am I to tell? I mean, it's another politician who has been painted this picture of I'm the good guy. Don't hate me. And we've all fought for it. So, I mean... It doesn't make me hate Obama any less. It just makes me disbelief on what Obama has done in during his presidency because he has done a lot of great things. Like um with the whole Ebola situation and fixing our economy and stuff like that. I mean, 
when Obama was president, we didn't nearly have this as this many problems as we did when Trump was president and now that Biden is president. And not to throw any shade on Biden right now, but I honestly think that we really just wanted Trump out of the office and somebody else in there for a chance. And right now, with the gas prices rising up and stuff like that, I mean, our country really isn't going in any great direction at all. And the world isn't really going in any great direction at all because now we have a war going on with Russia and Ukraine, which all of our hearts go out to Ukraine right now. And it sucks that we can't do anything to help them because if we help them, World War III will start. But going back to the topic of the injustice in the system, I mean, like I said before, the entire system is broken. And in order for us to fix it, we need to demand we need to demand action now and it doesn't just start with you know just going out into the streets and protesting demanding justice for every black person that gets shot that gets wrongfully shot i mean i'm talking about for every situation for false imprisonment because a lot of false imprisonment stories are starting to come out and a lot of people are starting to get released from jail after being in jail for over 45 years 60 years or so like that and i mean it's just with everything and i think i said this before last season in one of the episodes where I was on like the ABC News website or something like that where it came across my screen and it was about gun violence and it said that like I think it was like well over if I can't quite remember but I think it was like 95 or one of it was either 45 or 95 percent of gun violence comes from the black community which is a huge problem and so like I said, I mean, the, the answer is just simple. We need to demand change now. We need to demand change in action now. The justice system is extremely broken. And now I've met a lot of people who are in criminology majors. And it's actually good. It's a, it's a sigh of relief, actually, because we need more people who are willing to take up this job. Because this is a big role that we need right now. And from 2022 on up, it's only going to get tougher from now on. And we need people who are willing and ready to start spreading change. And I'm going to leave it on that note. So I want to thank you again, my best friend, Bella. Thank you so much for sending in your questions to the show. Through the very first episode of season two to the show. It's been wonderful. This episode, um, I know I can already tell that this season is going to be great and amazing. But for you guys out there... If you're new here, welcome. If you want to send in your questions to the show, all you got to do is head over to Popper Production Media on Instagram, click the link in my bio, and send in your questions through there. It's just that simple. And your question can be about anything and everything under the sun. So without further ado, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the very first season of season, um, the very first episode of season two. It has been an amazing journey with season one, and I can't wait to continue on with season two and so on and so forth. But with that being said, Papa is out. And until next time, bye.